Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, about 13, 14 minutes usually, but every single day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word. And as we keep emphasizing, since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, it is crucial that we remain and continue to always be diligent students of God's Word. It helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, upon our soul's salvation. It helps prepare us as we continue to grow in our faith to be able to be with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in heaven for all of eternity. That's eternal life. Help people in your life get to heaven by getting them into these studies from God's Word through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. Make that commitment today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're asking the question, what would you give or what would you take in exchange for your soul? Now, that's not a unique question to us. As we have read several times now, Jesus asked that question himself. He asked that question in, in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26. In fact, he put it in two forms. He said, what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, again, the knee-jerk reaction, the instinctive response would be, well, well nothing is worth losing your soul over. But again, I, I, would, I would ask you, have you ever thought about that question yourself personally? in regard to your soul? What do you think would be the response if you were to ask any group, basically, just about just about any group, that particular question? Have you ever thought about what is your soul worth? Are you giving or are you taking something in exchange for your soul by the way you're living your life right now? And I suspect the vast majority of that group would, would either if you could press them and get them to tell you the truth, give you a truthful response, they'd say, well, I haven't really thought about it or I haven't thought about it that much. Now, again, many of them would probably in, you know, say naturally because we know what the right answer should be. Well, well nothing's, nothing is, is worth losing my soul over. But people are living lifestyles through which they are taking something or giving something in exchange for their souls. And that's the reality of how they're living their life. How valuable is your soul? We read in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now think about all of the those possible all of those possible blessings all of the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, what are they worth? They're connected to our soul's salvation. What could the world possibly offer us that would begin to compare with the value of all of those spiritual blessings in the heavenly places as long as we are truly in Christ, as we have been baptized into him for the remission of our sins? Romans 6 and verse 3 and Acts 2 and verse 38. What is your soul worth? What did God give up 
in order to give you the opportunity for your soul's eternal life. Now, you see, we, we see this physical body when we look in the mirror in the mornings after we get out of bed. And we go and we comb our hair and we shave or maybe we just brush our teeth if we're female. You know, we wash our face and we look in the mirror, we see this physical body, but that's not eternal. But God created us in his image in that he created us with a soul. That is eternal. That is our real, that should be at least our real identity of existence because he created us in his own image. We are unique in that sense from everything else that God created. He gave us the opportunity for eternal life, not through our physical body, but through our soul. How valuable? What did God give up? John chapter 3 and verse 16, for God so loved the world, that is humanity, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, what did that statement that he gave his only begotten son. What did that mean? In Romans 5 and verse 6, it says, when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, the ungodly. And make no mistake, nobody is godly outside of Christ. And then he goes on and he says, in verse 8, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then we go a little bit further. In verse, in, in verse 10, if when we were enemies, enemies of God because of our sin, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. God gave up his son's physical life on the cross to give us the opportunity, the, the way to live forever with him, our souls. In Hebrews 2 and verse 9, we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than the angels in that he came in human form, for the suffering of death, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. Jesus died for you and for me. When we look at Hebrews chapter 9 and we read verse, verse uh, 26, he, that is Jesus, would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world but now, once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Verse 28, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. And then chapter 10 and verse 10, by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. What's your soul worth? God put a price tag on it of the physical life of his son. 
our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God sent him to die for you, for your eternal soul. Now, swish that around in your brain for a while. Now, how are you living in response to what God did for you in sacrificing his son so that you could have the opportunity, if you will come to him his way through, your, through his son, repenting of your sins, confessing Jesus as God's son and your Lord and Savior, and being baptized into him for the remission of your sins, God gave his son, his son's physical life, for your soul. How are you living in response to what God did for you? In response to the value that God placed upon your personal soul? To follow Jesus, we must deny ourselves, we must take up our cross, and we must follow him. Now let's go back to Matthew chapter 16. And let's look here at verse Verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up his cross. What does that mean? Well, each one of us has our own cross to bear. Jesus's cross was a literal cross. He died on a literal cross as our Savior to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. When we look at at Matthew chapter 10 and verse 38, Jesus says this, Matthew 10, verse 38, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Now, what is your cross to bear? Well, basically, for every one of us, it's to live our lives for Christ. It's to live our lives in dedication and commitment to God. But there are some other crosses that that are going to challenge you in carrying that basic fundamental cross of dedication and commitment and obedience to God through Jesus Christ. So you're going to experience some physical illness or maybe physical injuries, maybe some physical handicaps. You're going to experience some financial difficulties, maybe setbacks, maybe bankruptcy. You're going to suffer losing a loved one, maybe a spouse, maybe a parent, maybe a child, a good friend, a brother or a sister. You're going to experience some difficult situations. Relationally, you're going to experience some difficult, challenging situations. You're going to have to work for a living. You're going to have to deal with physical infirmities and health issues. But all of that, again, pales in comparison to what God has waiting for you through Jesus Christ in heaven, eternal life, where there is no more suffering, pain, sickness, dying, no more tears of sorrow. 
all of that he has waiting for you. And it was it, it, what he has waiting for you because of your soul, because he created you with a soul in his image, a spiritual being or identity within your physical body. He created you with that soul, and your soul is worth all of that, worth facing whatever this life, this physical life might throw at you, worth holding on to God's hand as he leads you through fending off all of the temptations and challenges the devil will throw at you to try to pull you away from God. Your soul is worth more than this world could possibly offer, even if it could offer everything. It pales by comparison to the value of your soul. We'll dig a little bit deeper, think a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much. Again, thank you for blessing us to be created in your image with a soul. Thank you for sending your son, for counting our soul so precious that he died so that we could live on forever with you in heaven. Please guide us and help us and strengthen us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.